Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first Full Metal Gaming podcast. Ignore the one that's before this one. This one's going to be the first. This is going to be the one where you get to get, know about Army and me tech. Army is going to go first because I'm going to put him on the spot because that's what I do. Army. I don't know what the hell you got against me. Well, you're my friend, so... This is just a perk. So, uh, let's, let's start off with, uh, first, oh, you're, nope, not first. Let's talk about uh, your favorite video game from when we were young and stupid to now and us being stupid. What's your, uh, what's your favorite video game to play? It's still a classic today. That's a big chrono trick. I, I kind of figured that'd be the uh, game you. Yeah, the thing with that's a it's a game that's like, despite it being <laughs> over twenty years old, people still play it today. And I think I'm actually about to Google this because I want to say that game is actually. Is twenty two or twenty three years old? Game that was either eight or nine. Let me make it over. Uh, nineteen ninety nine. But I was looking for for sale. I'm trying to see because I'm pretty sure that game's running expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for an actual cartridge, you yeah, good um, luck. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the other one. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is like a thousand dollars, graded six point yeah, don't, I don't trust Media Critic for crap when it comes to these older games because they don't know what the heck they're reviewing. Those are actually classic games that Chrono Trigger was so well done that no one's been able to replicate it. They tried to uh, Square tried to replicate it once more with Chrono uh, Chrono Cross, but failed. But Chrono Cross was still a good game in all its form. Yeah, I uh, I thought the um. Chrono Cross. That's what I was thinking about when you said Chrono Trigger. That's what I was, I was looking up, and I was like, I don't know. Chrono Trigger was Super Nintendo, and then Chrono Cross was the PlayStation 1 copy. Yep. And then something strange happened during... Chrono uh, Cross was released back when uh, they started, you know... With the PS2 and all those wonderful things, cross compatibility, which came with game updates. For the first time ever in history, we had game updates. Yay! Update came across uh, PS2. Well, when that happened, well, one game got hit. To the point where, once you risk uh, went to disc two, the game became unplayable. Yeah. I don't remember all that. Tremendous well, stuff. Uh, it's, I think that was all the advancements that they're doing. Oh, I'd be 
people to feel. Well, they were trying to fix things, you know. They didn't know what the hell they were doing back then, so. Yes, kids, there was a thing called Super Nintendo, there was a thing called Nintendo, we're not talking about the Wii U or anything, no, these were legitimate cartridges, they failed, you hey, blew in them, no, and they started would, working again. It's like, I would, that would knock too many of the younger gamers, because a lot of them are major retro and one of the big things is the Super Nintendo, when they released the, uh, what was it? They released one recently. The, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's it's it was more it's way more compact than the original Super Nintendo, more powerful and runs literally any of the cartridge games, even the uh, foreign import. But they're into the retro too. That's why I said the story lives on years later. Well... <laughs> played those games when we were younger or even if we were denied playing those games by our parents they came out with that and they realized that you know this is something that a lot of uh, parents are going to want to share with their kids because nobody can not a whole lot of people can find the original Nintendo or uh, Super Nintendo or anything like that and that's why they sold out so freaking quick and so hard Honestly, I'd rather have one of those than a PS5 or the uh, series. Just yeah, but then then we also have the uh, creation of emulators, which brings back just about every single, literally every single Super Nintendo, Sega, Sega Dreamcast, PS1, even. Uh, they bring they that brings them all to your PC. Uh, then you have Nintendo Switch with their uh, downloaded, downloadable program, their emulator, which they update regularly. If it should tell you what kind of games they put on there, they even put on Star Fox 2 that never got released to the United States. I, I probably oh. SNES or Compact Nintendo, and then of course Sony released their Compact PlayStation. Uh, hopefully, hopefully one day someone will release a Compact Dreamcast. I'm just saying. I didn't know one, but a Compact. As much as I would like that, as much as I would love that, the Dreamcast—the reason why. They're, even amongst the retro crowd, they're not so popular. It's because the Dreamcast didn't have many games at all. I think they had a little under, like, 70? Or others... You already know. Or others had a massive library. Dreamcast, most of its stuff was overseas. And 
I think released in the United States are somewhere on the lines of uh, 21 games. Comparable to the Super Nintendo, United States release were a little hell over 50. Even the Nintendo had more. And then you had the have PlayStation and all that come in the door and Which means by the time Dreamcast came out, I'm pretty sure Sony was announcing their PS2. Which just. Uh, I think PS2 was in 2001. Well, I mean, that's three years later. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was 2001. Was it, or was it, uh, was it mid 2000? I'm trying to remember. That's been a while. PS2 release date was 2000. So literally two, not even two years later, because I think. Dreamcast yeah. said it was late 98, I said. So, and yeah. PS2 is early 2000. So, you had like a year and a half window. That's, I mean, I personally think there's going to be a lot of hardcore people who are going to want to still have a Dreamcast that are out there. Uh, and, and it may not even be hardcore gamers. It just might be people who collect that kind of nostalgia stuff. I can only hope that those type people are pissed and are around because it's, they're the ones that carry the flag later. Yeah, and pass it on to their kids and stuff like that, who will pass it on to their kids, they'll pass it on to their kids, but hopefully, maybe in 200 years, there'll be still one more from Dreamcast left. You never know. No. <clears throat> but, I, I personally think my favorite would have to be, I think I'm going to go with Legend of Dragoon. But if oh, that's that's not even a that's not even a bad one. That's actually really good. That's like a close like it's a fight between that one and Star Ocean and a second story. Both of them for the PlayStation. Uh, uh you know what's sad? I enjoyed the first one more than I enjoyed second story. <laughs> the first one was actually really good because the characters were actually really well done and enjoyable. But there was hard-coded endings in the first one. This The, it was the second story where they started experimenting with, you know, character or relationship endings where you oh, had a bunch of those. Yeah, so I definitely didn't play that because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I went from Nintendo and I know I had a Sega Genesis. This is telling anybody who listens to this how old we are. <laughs> I remember going to Kmart and my mom buying the Nintendo after I worked for it. So... Yeah. But, my dad and my mother gave me the first system I was a kid and that first system was... Of all things, a Super Nintendo. I still remember it. So there you go. To our parents and to everybody else's parents that have 
gotten them their first gaming system and taught them how to play video games or at least let them enjoy the life of the video game and playing it and relaxing. We salute you because if it wasn't for our parents allowing us to have that video game console and buying it for us, you know, we wouldn't be doing something like this. We wouldn't be talking about video games. We wouldn't have that shared. I don't even know if me and you would have been friends, to be honest, if we didn't have that, you know, that uh, uh, shared love for video games. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things in this world. Here's the thing, and I'm going to, I will say it. In this world of strife and hell, we all go through. The one thing we have is our escapes. As you know, before gaming and movies and all that didn't come out, we had books. Books were our escape. Reading, going to different places. The the invention and the uh, development of video games and stuff like that gave us a playable, well, a playable book where we chose the outcome. Even no matter how linear. It was, we had some form of control over the outcome of the situation. To say that, you know, you know, to say that the gaming community, even back then, even way back in the days of Doom, everybody, Doom for things. Uh, even back in the day when that was heavily criticized, those and everybody called everybody who played a video game a nerd, a geek, or you know, that fostered more friendships, more family than probably anything we had. I have to, I mean, I won't say it's a major comparison, but it, even to the point of brotherhood that the military fosters in a lot of us. It's just, you know, we're go. I think we're going full circle again. Comes to. Oh no, I I agree with you. I think it's a. I don't think it's a military mindset of brotherhood and uh, sisterhood and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's, you know, there is that. You know, you have that group of people who want to play together, so they play together, and then someone decides to be top. You know, they'll they'll bash each other. They'll bash each other left and right. It's just like all the different branches, you know. The Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Army, the Coast Guard, Space Force, all of them will bash each other, and especially everybody bashes the Coast Guard. But if somebody from the outside of that community or that group decides to bash, let's say, the Coast Guard, which is, we'll, we'll say, for, is just somebody in the group, then everybody who's been bashing on that person will turn around and really give it to that outsider. So I, I agree with that. And, you know, there's going to be those people who are going to be toxic and everything else, but... I agree with you. I think the community is a great place, and it definitely fosters a lot of friendships and relationships and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. We, we've definitely gone to a full circle. But <clears throat> I just want to throw my two cents out there for that. That I agree with you on that. Well, we're coming to a full circle now. That it seems like, despite how big the gaming entertainment community is. We're going back to where it's back to being a state. 
it used to, you know, when it became actually mainstream and popular, it was more acceptable. We're going, it seems like we're reverting back to the days where, you know, the groups that were sitting around a old IBM computer playing frickin' Doom was seen as, well, problematic. Not going to grow up well, have no brain cells, you know, that kind of thing. We're going back to that. Because we, if you look around now, you know, people that are in the gaming and even competitive and not-so-competitive gaming, they're not viewed with a very good light. Whether it be through social interactions with other people, you know, intimate interactions with other people, relationships, stuff like that, it's just not viewed... It's not viewed the same as when it went mainstream, when everybody started getting into it. Right. We're, we're going back into one big circle where it's going into not being so popular. And yeah. So I, I want to jump in real quick. So you can't bring up Doom. So I am going to bring out my really shameful moment in gaming in my life. Which is, do you do you ever remember that Chet cereal that they had back in the day? So they came out with this game called Chet's Quest, and it was back in '96, and I played it. <laughs> of course, it was back well, in '96. Let, 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 let me just say this: this was something that was given to you in a cereal, like a picked up. You bought the cereal, and it was on there. I have yet to see any other company do this. So I had to Google it. I was like, I've got to figure out what this... I couldn't remember what the game was, but I knew it was Chex something. So as soon as I hit up Chex, it popped up the game. But not only that, somebody's gone and they have made an HD version of this. And it's on Steam for free. Are you serious? But let me, let, let me, let me tell you this. What's great about that, right? I don't feel so bad about my, about myself right now because 81% of it is positive, very positive reviews of all time. And recently, 80% out of 30 reviews is very positive. And the all-time reviews is in 1,554 reviews. 80, 81%. So I don't feel so bad. Um, I wouldn't either. Holy shit. <laughs> But what's funny about the game is, is you're a, you're this guy in this literal suit of this giant checks piece, right? And you go around and you get like this, you have this fork and all this stuff, and you're trying to fight these slimes. I think I made it to like level two or three. I think that's as far as I got. Um, but it was a very nonviolent game, and it was very enjoyable. I liked it when I. I think that was the first game, I, one of the first few games I owned that was on CD for PC. I think the first game I owned on PC, my dad bought a football game. We had Windows 98 on a desk, on a computer, and we were using floppy disks. And I think that thing came with like five floppy disks. And you had to put them in, in order. And it would stop. Oh, God, I remember that. Yes. I remember that. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, 
on the PC, one of my, one of my favorite games, uh, Raptor. That game had eight discs or eight little floppy discs. It had eight of those for an installation. Another game, Rise of the Triad, had twelve. And as you're installing it, get to a point where it stops. Says insert disc number. That is like really. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I brought that up just because you kept bringing up Doom, and I was like, man, that brings back the memories of this game. Play, having to install this disc, which wasn't that big a deal. It was one disc, right? But then I was like, man, my dad. I remember him having a football game. It was. Four floppy disks, and I think I helped him install it, and then he didn't really play it, and I don't think I really played it that much, but I was able to share with him on playing football games, because I didn't really follow football sports that much when I was growing up, unlike my brother, but I played football games, I played sporting games on my consoles and stuff, and we would, he would play them, you know, after he got off work or whatever, so I got to at least hopefully hopefully someone will be making NCAA football game soon so I can play that I'm just saying not EA that's my throw out there I know EA can't because they got sued by the SEC or not the SEC but the NCAA we're not going to talk about that (laughs) what else is new (laughs) when has EA not been sued here lately okay so we covered favorite video games. We covered some ancient video games from the Dark Ages for those who were uh, listening. Um, favorite movie, and then your favorite genre. This favorite movie has to be is of all time, okay? So like, really, really dig in there, buddy. I'm the one. That's- the more and the more because if I watch this particular movie I swear to God I'm in a blissful state and I am literally the calmest person in the world a bomb could be but we could have bombs dropping outside and as long as they didn't knock out the freaking power I wouldn't even know what's going on Why do I even want to look down and because I have the goddamn video or the uh, DVD of it sitting right there? <laughs> it's just horrible. What movie is that? I don't want to start. <laughs> uh... Studio Ghibli, Castle in the Sky. Yeah, it's Studio Ghibli's Castle in the Sky. Okay. I love that. I love that movie because it's just a it's a movie that just you know it's hard not to enjoy it because it's got uh, it's got adventure, humor, you know, it's got all of it in one tightly packed, well written story. 
And if it's all, and when I put it in, I'm just, you know, just beside myself sitting there, and it's gonna be hard to get my attention away from it. I enjoy movies with good stories. That's the problem I have with anything that's come out. There's been no good stories. And it was legitimately not fair. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot it out there. It's a movie. Uh, me and you went to go catch, and I don't remember who was with us. It was just me, you, and them. And I think we were the only ones in the theater. It was on your birthday, uh, and you're, you're you probably know it now. Anger management. That was all. What's that? Anger management. Where God damn it! I knew it was anger management because Austin was with us. The, <laughs> I remember that. Well, you had Adam Sandler, you had Jack Nichols, and the whole movie is downright hysterical because you never see, you never really, uh, you know, you don't see Jack Nicholson in a humorous, humorous role. He's normally the jerk, the asshole. Yeah. A lot of things. He got to be a jerk, asshole, and funny. At the same time. And in, in the movie, you're sitting there going, Adam, just punch the dude. This guy's fucking clearly crazy. Just punch the dude. And at the end, you're like, oh, that's why he was acting that way. Oh, okay. I, I give Jack the, I give Jack's character a A-plus on that. That was a smart move. Now, you said they don't, they're not coming out with good stories. I will say the two uh, – oh, we didn't cover your favorite genre, sir. What's your favorite genre? Anything dealing with machinery, I absolutely love that. From Gundam, uh, Front Mission, freaking, let's see here, I can go a long list. You you know they just came out with a new one on Netflix, right? Uh, wait, which, you, if you're talking about Iron-Blooded Orphans, I've seen them all. It's a movie, it's, a, it's actually a movie, hang on, I'm pulling up my Netflix right now, because I know... If they did, I swear to God, if they did another live action, it's going to flop bigger than Savior. So they had, you know, they have like Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam 1, Mobile Suit Gundam 2, they had Mobile Suit Gundam 3, then they had Charge Counterattack. Well, they came out with, uh, after Charge uh, Counterattack, I think that was one of the last ones, they came out with. Hathaway, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway in 2021, and this is about. Alrighty then. This is actually covering Hathaway after the Charge Counterattack movie. Yeah, I happened to see it, and I was—I put it on, and I was watching. I was like, "Huh, this is actually good." Then I went, 
I did not watch Charles Counterattack. I need to watch that. You know, here's the funny thing. You know, I'm talking about, you know, Castle in the Sky. Here's some humoristic facts when it came to me in that movie when it when I first saw it way back. Um, that led into my addiction to another series. Uh, yeah, which was see if I get the numbers right. Was it Galaxy Express '99? Trying to remember. Which led into Captain Harlow. And that is a series worth watching. Anything doing with Captain Harlock. They had a recent movie of Captain Harlock. And that is actually an awesome one to watch. Yes, it was on Netflix. And I think they took it off. They definitely took that off. But yeah, I watched that one. That was, that was really good. I like that. I I honestly like anything that has like space pirates in it. Um, Outlaw Star was actually pretty good. I I need to finish Cowboy Bebop. I think sci-fi would be my favorite genre. I swear, I hated the ending of Cowboy. I couldn't stand it. I I watched the whole series. The ending. Oh, for Cowboy Bebop? Yeah, the very last episode. I couldn't stand how it ended. You ruin it for me. I will come through this computer. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but I it's it's my personal opinion on it. You that I'll let anybody go and watch it. I just didn't care for the ending. It's. It's just me. I think that's a lot of that's a lot of anime out there that I got. I don't well, if they I mean if they write certain things well, I don't mind it. It's when you're sitting there with more questions than answers, and it ends abruptly. And you're like, no, you're not allowed to do that. No, no, Cowboy Bebop doesn't end in that particular fashion, but it does end in a particular fashion very similar. Yeah. And I did not like it. Yeah, they, they end it, and you're like, alright, I'm getting a new season, right? Nope. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Yikes. No that. Uh, well, you, you said they weren't coming out with new story, good stories. I will say my two that I know that are coming out soon that I really look forward to. Uh, they released Venom 2 trailer. Carnage. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, is that right? Woody Harrelson? Is that who I'm thinking of now? I am Googling a lot on this podcast, so. Uh, Might be. Carnage. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Okay. I, I get him and uh, Owen Wilson mixed up for some freaking reason, unbeknownst to me. But uh, Woody Harrison is going to be playing Cassidy, who's going to be Carnage. And if you haven't seen the trailer, I would very highly recommend watching the trailer. It is, uh, I think, actually, this is going to be one of those sequels that surpasses the first one. 
that being said, they dropped another. Tra- they dropped a few months ago, I think. They dropped a trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, uh, we're not. Gonna oh talk yeah. About, we're not gonna talk about the one that happened recently before this one, um, because well, everybody knows that flop. Um, but this. No, one, it was. Uh, that was the exception to the rule that everybody, you know, said a remake will always do well. It didn't. It didn't just not do well. It really didn't do. See, and here's the thing: since it's that one, it's that Ghostbusters, it's the remake of Ocean's Eleven, and it's Wolverine Origins. Those are the three movies that I know definitively. No one in their right mind really talks about it. They're talked about in hush-hush corners, or the few people are like. This is a great movie, and everybody else is like, "We don't talk about those movies. That's like Fight Club. We don't talk about it." <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess it, for the few niche people that it was legitimately made for. Yeah, you know, because there's just a, there's niche people that some of the worst movies are made for. I hate to say it, they're and they're the ones that's going to enjoy it. I hate to say it, the new that new ghost well that Ghostbusters was made for a very niche group, and, and when you make when you make a movie for a very small group, don't expect it to make money, and then don't complain when it doesn't make money. And, and I don't want anybody to sit there and think that we're uh, thinking these people are idiots or morons or anything like that. No, if you enjoy something, by all means, that's something you enjoy. That's that's your thing. Great. Not gonna put you down for it. In our opinion, we don't like it. It was a horrible idea. They could have come up with something original. Um, I feel like even in the trailer, I was just like, a lot of this stuff is getting just badly written. I, I, if you're gonna do something, why not do it at least a hundred percent? Why not at least put some effort into it? you're not going to write a good story, I'm not going to be that interested. And if the trailer does not make me interested, I'm not going to spend money watching this movie at all. Nope. I'm not wasting my money. I'm not wasting my time. Oh. Now when it comes to the one that's coming out, that one's going to be definitely interesting. Because they are definitely taking a different approach. This, you know, this is dealing with kids. And I want to see what they do with it. And it's a, like a grandchild from the original cast. So it's somebody from one of the original's first films. Because they have the Echo 1. Uh, they have Slimer in it. And they have, I'm pretty sure Bill Murray makes an appearance. Because at the last trailer they released, they call him, this, this guy, the kid calls this number from the old commercial, and I'm pretty sure it was Bill Murray who picked up and said, we're close. Which, if that's, that's the if, case. if that happens, I will spend a thousand dollars just to keep going to the movies so we can watch it. I will go every weekend. I'll go on a Saturday and Sunday, wait till next weekend and watch it again on Saturday and Sunday. Just to watch that man on the big screen again, 
as a Ghostbusters. That's just how, I, just... That's how I feel about it. Okay. When it comes, like it's, you know, I just, in the end, I go back to the same thing. And I know it's like a broken one. You can add all the popular people we all grew up with, we all enjoy, we have nostalgia with. If they don't do the story right, it, it, it just oh, don't save it. And that's what I, I, I emphasize on that. I've emphasized on it so much because we're in the, well, that's being extreme. We're kind of in a death throes when it comes to we're rehashing things instead of having new creativity. And new creativity is now, you know, dictated by social interactions and what's going on in the world. It's like, can we just come up with something that is an escape from this that doesn't involve anything that's happening in the real world? Make something original and make it and write it great so that it carries on and people flood to see it. I, I agree with you. Oh, I'll be honest. Excuse me. I, I agree with you on that aspect. But I think the reason why a lot of people are trying to revive, like they're doing this Ghostbusters is because people who grew up watching Ghostbusters, they kind of, it's their time to tell a story, which I can. Can you still hear me? Like they want to, they want to add to the creation of this, like the creativity. And I, I really hope the new Ghostbusters is actually really, really well written and really good, and the characters are built. And if that's the case, I would like to see at least one or two more of it in this aspect, as long as they remain well written. That being said, I have seen what's come from Star Wars. And the only good one was Rogue One. Solo was okay. And the last three were just... Uh, Force Awakens was kind of decent. And then uh, the one after that, I don't even remember the titles, man. I, it's just, that's how much I just don't care about their story. Uh, but, uh, what was it? The last one was uh, Rise of Skywalker or whatever. That one was so poorly written I just I just felt like they were coming up with bad guys like they were just like this this is this is gonna this is who is gonna be the big bad guy this is gonna be who the evil one is and I'm like so what you're telling me is is Snoke wasn't even worth anything You know, I'm like, um, you guys are telling me he was a big baddie for at least a movie and a half. And now you're telling me Palpatine's back? And now they're doing that with Bad Batch where they think Omega is a clone of Palpatine. And if that's the case, then that means that Omega is actually the mother to what's her name? Ray. It's just don't need poorly written. 
movies. Oh. <clears throat> I could watch. I could watch foreign films and stuff. And I'm not trying to harp badly that oh, foreign films are bad. No, they're great in their own aspect. But you actually get to watch and see that stuff, and you're like, that, that's kind of stupid. But it gives you that. I just can enjoy it kind of thing. But if I'm sitting there watching a poorly written movie and they're like, oh, we spent all this money building this thing and it's going to be great. And then you go in there and you watch it and you're like, fuck. Uh, no. Thank you. So. But, anyways, Venom 2. I'm very excited for it. Any uh, any movies you're excited for, man? Now, yet, because I just normal, I just kind of just keep my ears out on what's coming out, not really looking forward or sad to say, not really looking forward or excited about things. I don't know. I keep I just keep my ears out and when people mention something I look into it. I don't often dig around for movie stories. I have my own. Let's see. As as weird as that is. No, I mean, you know. At, at least that way if you go see a movie you're not super hyped for before, and at least that way if it does flop in your idea, excuse me, this is not a good movie. If you uh, go into that with that mentality, you're not uh, disappointed as much, you know? So, that's how I felt about Black Widow. It's one of those they need to write by the story. Tired of people making movies, especially superhero movies, and they're too busy trying to, again, incorporate real world aspects into a movie, or, you know, our, this thing called, a, called an escape. funny in its own aspect. It had its funny moments, but wasn't I wasn't that excited about it. I don't know. It felt like I was there wasn't a huge hype for it. Like it did the other movies. Uh, let's see. So we've covered video games a little bit. Let's 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 circle back. Is there any video games you're excited for? Halo. Do what? Uh, I have. I want to play Halo Infinite. Yeah, you know, I have to agree with you on that. Like, I've been watching stuff on TikTok with it, and they've apparently made bots very, very uh, smart in that game. I think they've added. Uh, 
bots are able to talk, and I think they've actually added where the bots can teabag you. Finally! <laughs> it only took years, but we've trained them to do the worst thing to people. Can you imagine? Why are you so upset today, man? Man, I was in this, I was training in Halo Infinite against some hardcore bots, and uh, didn't go well. What, you want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. What happened? <laughs> don't want to talk. He got teabagged sixty-five times. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to say it, but uh, that's like uh, <laughs> that's like the uh, bridged version of. Revenge of Cooler in Vegeta. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't kill Cooler, but Cooler came back, kicked him in the cringe. You know, <laughs> I, I have to say, I think Halo Infinite Battlefield 2042. Stick. Parts of Battlefield, we'll have no problem. If we don't, we'll have a lot of problems really fast. So they're not worried about building a battle royale or allowing people to have their own battle royale. Understandable. They are talking about where you can do like 1942 Battlefield versus Battlefield Bad Company 2 or 2042. And you can do like a small guerrilla squad against a large uh, army. It's it's going to have a huge I think they're going to have a huge uh, sandbox and they're going to be building on that and apparently this map is supposed to be massive so I'm thinking they're going to have like sections that you can do or you can do like the whole map but I feel like if you do the whole map their server that ser they're going to have like dedicated servers for that like legitimate fucking just seamless integration with those servers running that. I don't know how they would do it, but they're sure. But if I, if I, since we're still on the topic kind of gaming, there's an ad I'm getting tired of the game. It's on every, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, and strangely enough, this ad also kind of encompasses another one of the games I actually love. But I don't like the aspects where where they're going with it because I kind of know the whole story of the games up until this point. Uh, it's the new Ratchet and Clank. I absolutely want to play it more than anybody knows, but I'm so tired of the ad. It's a. I hate the beginning of the ad. It starts the same way. Both Ratchet and Rivet saying another Lombax. I'm just blinking. I'm going, wait a minute. You idiots, did, did y'all forget that Ratchet has met 
Let's see here. One, two. He has met two other freaking linebackers and even learned where all the rest of them are. <laughs> um, he's not going to be surprised to see another one. First off. Second off. There was a whole thing with the community pushing. It's like pushing, you know, Rivet as a another romantic character for him. And I'm blinking like, again, going, again, Ratchet's taken. That happened in the last, one of the last games. Admitted to it, even. Saying that he wasn't going to search for the other Lombats just because of this other individual. During the new game, brings up her name. <laughs> and the whole community still can't figure it out. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just tired of seeing the ad. That's just... So they're supposed to be launching 13 maps. And from what I'm understanding, these maps are going to be like the smallest 0.21 kilometers squared and the largest one with two full kilometers. It sounds like they're going the way of that company. Which I have absolutely no problem with. There's no single player. That's the funny thing. So there's no single player. It's all online. See, now they're going... They're going another route, which I don't care for. But I will will say this, though. I like that. And, And hear me out. Here's why I like that. So when I decide to play Warzone... And it decides it wants to update on my PlayStation. I go, okay. I guess I won't be playing Warzone right now. Because I'm trying to, uh, me and the wife like to play it sometimes and play Plunder. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, then I go, I'll play the single player. Just, just because it's updated, right? No, you can't play single player. Why? Because you're in offline mode. Why can't you play single player? Well, because the people who developed the game thought it was a great idea that even though the game files are all downloaded locally onto my external hard drive for my PlayStation 4, which is always hooked up, because that's where most of my games get downloaded now, and they decided, oh, you're offline. We can't verify that these game files are downloaded. Well, why not? Well, because you're offline and you have to wait for the update to finish to be back online. But I want to play single player. That's too fucking goddamn bad because you're not online. I know this feeling. I know this feeling. I shouldn't laugh, but I know this. I I know this thing. I just want to clear my house in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You're not going to let... Nope, you can't do that because we don't know if you have the files downloaded. I have the files downloaded because I know they are downloaded because I had it downloaded. The last update, when I tell you the last time I played that, I tried to play, it literally told me I didn't have these files downloaded anymore. I said, wait a minute. I had them downloaded. I played the fucking game. Oh, no, no. You don't have them downloaded anymore. Well, why not? Well, I think the update may have deleted them. Well, why was the Warzone game deleting single-player files? Warzone files yeah. do not touch and should not touch the single-player files. Why do they even have oh. control over that? Because somebody who was building the code for it decided, eh, 
we'll, we'll have everything hardwired through the online update. Because it no, makes it easier for us. I know that that's the case. They had to have done that. Because why uh, it's, it's a shared file database. Basically, our shared file right. asset database. Right. So everything that gets, if they update something there, because it's shared. Right. They're going to update everything. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, why even do that? Oh, because it makes our job easier. You mean instead of you're adding like 16 more lines of code, you're adding a new function to the thing. You're literally building a new function that just doesn't really be required. Instead of building two functions in each section that runs the update for each one, you built one major one for everything to run under. Which is fine. Which is fine. You could have done that. But instead of doing, oh, we're going to this is going to touch all the files, you could say, well, when we push this update, it just, this update is going into this file instead of actually deleting files, because that's what it did. I feel like that, that was a coding error. I feel like somebody shit that bed. Nah, it's not a coding error. It's just, like I said, it's, it's the oldest of old school things they could possibly do. Like, is when they make everything a shared asset. Like Rockstar, when GTA's updating, I'm like, alright, well I guess I'll play on the single player and kill people on that one. And they're like, cool, you can do that. That's fine. We're cool with that. Do that. That's what we put this here for. You can play a portion of the game that doesn't require online. And you can enjoy it. That is also why GTA is considerably bigger. Because <laughs> they don't do the shared asset portion. They don't have to. They don't really have to, because they don't have to update weapons and nothing like that. I mean, for God's sakes. They don't have to update game sprites. All they're doing is adding in to the world. That's why I like Rockstar, their GTA 5, they, they, every time they push out a new update, it's free. They don't, you, you buy stuff, you're buying money. That's about it. There's no aesthetics to buy, there's nothing. I actually enjoy that. Now you've got Cold War. Cold War, War is now the Fortnite of Call of Duty. Even though I do play Cold War, because I play the zombies aspect, like it's going out of style. Oh yeah, I need to play that some more this week. I might play that Sunday. Because I'm off Sunday, so. I, I'm, it's like, I, I need to go play some more, because they released another map. Yeah. I think I might play that Sunday. I don't know. I'm looking at my PlayStation and PlayStation 2, and they're feeling neglected. Got a lot of coding to do this weekend too, so let's see. Is there anything else that we could cover? I think. I think we're gonna. That's tough. I think we're gonna try and do this like a monthly thing for right now, and go from there and see how this goes. Um. 
gets violent. I'm just kidding, he doesn't get violent that much. <coughs> um, I think, uh, is he like 40? No, why not? We're at like 38 minutes on, uh, 33 minutes on the first one. This one's got almost 20. That's almost an hour. That's about, that's good. 30 minutes probably in material. I'll have to go through on Sunday morning or set it up and put it on there. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to our podcast as much as uh, all the rabbit trails that we have uncovered and deer trails that we uncovered that we are going to be uncovering more as we uh, try to push out some more podcasts. Again, this was uh, Cactus Army. Uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful evening wherever you are. Uh, tell your friends about this. This is an upcoming podcast. We're going to be doing this, hopefully, like I said, once a month. Uh, and we're going to be covering anything from uh, upcoming stuff, uh, news out there that's ha- currently happening, um, what video games we enjoy playing right now. We're trying, you know, going back to our uncovering, uh, stuff like that. So if you have any uh, ideas you want us to talk about or anything, please send them to us. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Full Metal Gaming. We also have a YouTube channel. And uh, Army's Twitch is ArmyTwitchStream003, all lowercase. And then mine is Tech, T E C H, S G T, short for Sergeant, Carter99, I believe. Uh, check us out in the uh, DTS training. Definitely stop by and see us and say hello. And ignore the stupid shenanigans that we're getting into. Alright. Y'all have a good night. And my uh, demon children are now out. And there's my dog. Night.